gorgeous out. Let's pop some docks. This is the Updark Podcast, a blend of upland and waterfowl hunting. Tune in as your hosts, Tyler Meaton, Jeff Ludicky, Matt Jeske, chat about training dogs and share their bird hunting stories, tactics, and strategies. <laughs> well, all right. Uh, welcome back to another episode of the Up Duck Podcast. Uh, my name is Tyler Meaden. I am joined by Jeff. I don't want to do the intro. Rooster Assassin and Mud Motor Maestro Ludicky. Ooh, awful. That was a mouthful. And the Mississippi Riverboat Gambler, Matt Jeske. What's up, fellas? What's up? Hey, hey, hey. What are we uh what are we drinking tonight? You guys go first. We'll, de- we'll defer to Jeff. We'll defer to Jeff. <laughs> yeah. I'm uh I'm still rolling on the Oktoberfest here. Okay. But I think I said this last I got I really gotta get to the store and uh stock up here because I they, I'm pretty sure they're uh, dwindling the stocks. Yeah. yeah, I don't think there's going to be much left on the shelf, to be honest with you, which is very unfortunate. But luckily, is. there is a brewery, kind of a brewery slash chain restaurant in our area that has Oktoberfest all year round. Yep. Okay. So we're I talking, guess I can go there. We're talking yeah, me- metro the, markets? Uh, the okayest. Oh, look at you. No, 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 no. Um, what is it? The uh, Water Street Brewery. Mm. Mm. They have they brew their own beer. Obviously, they have a they have like six yeah. or seven different ones that are on tap all year round, <clears throat> and one of them is the Oktoberfest. It's and it's good. It's a good one. Yeah, but yeah. Okay, it's Hunter Green Buffalo Plaid Koozie right there. Keep my hands nice is. and warm. There it is. This podcast is a part of the OKS Podcast Network. So we're constantly adding new podcasts, plug right there. Um, and I am very tired from being on the flagship OKS Hunter podcast last night. Yeah, where... why, don't you, why don't you fill us in real quick on uh, why you were on that? Uh, well, if you've never listened to that one, that is a deer hunting focused podcast. And today is the 9th of November. Two days ago, I dropped the hammer on a, uh, on a, on a decent little buck. So I had to go in and How tell the story. Was it, Tyler? it was a 10-pointer. It was a 10-pointer, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was a nice buck. Yeah, It was a real I nice say. buck. It was a very nice buck. I was very happy, very, very out. It's been, I had not, I haven't killed a buck since before the girls were born, actually. Oh, wow. Yeah. And your oldest is four. She's four, yeah. It was five wow. years ago. I didn't realize it was that long ago. I well, had a congratulations, I, man. That's I awesome. Know, That's man. a big deal. Fill in the freezer. It is, yeah, yeah. Dropped him off yesterday, getting a year amount done. Um, I will say our podcast is just a little bit tamer than the okayest hunter podcast. Um, right? I mean, I even had a bush latte on there. I saw that. I know. I, I was know. actually a little I was a little upset with you that you know you go on that fancy dancy flagship podcast and you're drinking beer and you come on to our, you know, our little nothing of a podcast here and you're drinking water. Come on. The difference is, is that on this one, I feel like I have to steer the ship a little bit, right? Okay. On that one that Eric runs the show there and let's, I don't know if he'll listen this far and he may or may not have been a little bit lit up at the time we got to the end of the podcast. I mean, I saw him pour 
at least there were at least three separate times he filled up his um his little highball glass yep yeah they're Mm. drinking the hard stuff usually on that podcast they don't mess Uh, around yeah (laughs) yes so i don't think i could think i wouldn't be able to think and talk straight i don't know how they do that at the end of those things i if i have two beers i get like completely thrown off focus and just can't concentrate (laughs) one bush one bush latte is all it takes for me yeah (laughs) so tyler's good now at least until our pheasant trip i mean he had that one beer he should be set for a month yeah, we should get Tyler. Look, Tyler lit up in Iowa, and, and just roll. And we'll just roll the podcast and see what happens. Oh my goodness! I do have. I have some uh, some bourbon actually that I'm bringing. It was a gift um, after I had the little little surgery, little nip tuck surgery. So I've got that. I'm saving that for Iowa. And very nice. We'll def- yeah, we'll have to roll that. Um, roll we'll record a podcast while we're down there. So that's coming up really fast. Yeah, yeah, what is that, December 10th? Uh, it is officially one month from tomorrow. We will one month be there. From, that's crazy. That's really fast. Yes. Yeah, yeah yes. we got to start uh, start getting on them pins. Yes. What do you mean? You got them all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's probably not any new ones that you guys will find because I probably no. already have it pinned. <laughs> no, no, no. I just figure I'll, I'll look at it. I'll start pinning stuff while we've got a seven-hour drive, right? So, or six-hour drive or I don't yeah. know, somewhere along six, there. Six, so. I think it's six, six and a half, yeah. somewhere around yeah. there. Yeah, something like that. So um, that should be good. So, yeah, I, that happened this week. So now the pressure is off for me and I can resume chasing feathered creatures. That's right. See, I'm the opposite. I chase the feathered creatures and then just sprinkle in the deer when, when, uh, when I have time, which I don't have yeah. time, which is why I haven't been out bow hunting at all. Are you, do you gun deer hunt though? Like, yeah, weeks? yeah. It's, uh, next, not this weekend, next but the Saturday? following weekend is yeah, the Saturday yep. before it'll be the Wisconsin, um, rifle and shotgun deer opener. So I'll be up at our family property for that uh, in the middle of Wisconsin, central Wisconsin. So we, that's more of a very, it's a tradition thing, right? It's, it's every year I've been doing that since I was 12 years old. I don't know if I recall ever missing a year since I was 12 years old. Um, My dad and my uncle have been doing it for 40 some years now together. So it's kind of our, our deer camp and our tradition. So I'll at least get up there for a few days and see if I can get a nice one like last year. Yeah. That's, is that less about the hunting and more about the tradition, the camaraderie, the just getting together as a family, probably having um, a few drinks and playing cards. Yeah, a little bit. I mean, it's, it's not as crazy as it used to be. Yeah. Um, back, you know, when I was younger, a lot of like all my uncles would come over and, you know, the, the kids would be there. We'd play pool and, um, the old guys would be, you know, drinking beers and cocktails at the bar and things like that. But it's, it's gotten a little bit more low key. It's really just my dad and myself, uh, and then, um, my uncle and my two cousins and my aunt. So it's, it's a small group. Um, but yeah, we have our Friday fish fry. And then on Saturday, we'll usually go get some takeout, um, and bring it home from a place, you know, a local bar down the road. So we have our, we have our traditions that we, we still keep going. So it's fun. Good. Yeah. Awesome. No, it's really cool. There's a, that the gun, if you're not from Wisconsin, gun deer season is the opening weekend is, is nuts. It's called, they call it the orange army. Cause there's, 
more than a half million hunters who take the woods. It's insane. Um, and it, it really, there's so much tradition that's involved in it. It's really cool. I'm very, very torn. I actually have a Thanksgiving that I have to go to on the gun season. I will not be going on that, going out then. I, I, I cannot afford to shoot another deer because processing deer. And if, if, if I'm going to tag a buck with the gun, it's going to have to be really big. Um, which means I'd have to spend money on a shoulder mount, which is minimum $700. Um, Jeff, I saw the link that your taxidermist, he's up to like eight fifty nine hundred this year. It's just the going rate for things. Oh, it's wow. Like, yeah. Everything's yeah, going up, up and up. Everything's and up. going up. Yeah. So like, I can't really afford it, but I also cannot not go because I was raked on gun deer hunting in Wisconsin. Right. Just one of those so, things. Even if you just go yeah. for a few hours, it's just one of those things you just got to do. <laughs> yes. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So I do want to actually sneak out for a duck hunt though if i'm can feel safe enough in the middle of gun season yeah it's always an interesting thing i mean our county used to be shotgun only i believe but now i think it's open to rifle statewide is that correct right tyler i believe so yep so a rifle is a lot different uh yep different than There's... a shotgun obviously with only can go a couple hundred yards so those those rifles will, will travel forever Correct. And there, there are special areas in different counties. There's metro units and things where your firearms are restricted to, then it's not a rifle. But if you're not in one of those, it's, it's a rifle. Right. It's changed something else that I haven't looked at yet. So, yeah, it's um, it's good. There's a lot going on here. It was daylight savings time on Sunday. How is that going in your, your two households with young children and bedtime? I mean, ours? Really poorly. <laughs> I mean, this is really... The... This is the, the first, like, you know, he's a toddler, almost two. Last year, it was, you know, kind of cake. It wasn't really much of a problem. But this year is definitely different. Yeah, so I know we, we struggled. Early mornings the last couple of days. So Yeah, we struggled, I think, last year, which would have been about the same year as your son when our daughter yeah. was about that same age. This year has been way easier. I don't know if we're, like, in a transition where Caden's too young, but... Allie's too old where it doesn't really affect her as much. I don't know. But this year, for whatever reason, they just like weren't phased at all. I don't know why. So we got lucky. Mm. My old my oldest was up before 5 a.m. on Sunday. Uh, oh, 5 a.m.? Yeah. Before 5 a.m. Yeah. It was like 4.50. Oh, Sunday, Sunday was okay. Something we, oh, we had friends, so he was just super out of it. And then uh Monday was not. It was like a <laughs> 4.45, I think, wake up call type of type of thing. And then it's been like every other day, like apparently because I went off this morning, Kelly told me he got up at like 6.30, which is pretty good. Even for like last week, it would have been pretty good. He doesn't get up much, much later than six usually. So um, yeah, it's been hit or miss here. It's good. Yeah. Good thing about daylight savings time is sun comes up nice and early again. Also sets really early. Love it. You can get out hunting before work. So Yeah. For you, it's great, Matt. For Jeff, not so good because no post-work pheasant hunts. That's done now. Yeah, that's a bummer. I know. That's always one of my favorite things to do before daylight savings. I try to get at least once a week, I'll sneak out of work maybe 20 minutes early, half hour early, and go put on a couple miles in the uplands. And But yeah, can't do that anymore. It sucks. You're done. It's over with. Done. It's over with. Yeah. It's all hey, over. Hey, but 
I could I could sneak out for an afternoon waterfall hunt if I could get into a spot halfway speedily. That's the problem on public land. Mm-hmm. Getting there fast, but I was I bet actually that's what I was thinking about for next week, potentially if I could swing something, but we'll see. Um anyway, there is a lot going on though. We did not podcast last week. Jeff was traveling. Matt and I were gonna podcast and I got really sick. So here we are. Um, we just have, couldn't do it without me, could oh, you? Couldn't no, do it. Without no, me. no. We, we'll we'll call Jeff has another nickname now, Matt. It it's the, the we'll call him the glue. How's that? Yeah, the glue the glue that holds glue. it together. Yes, the glue, the glue, <laughs> <laughs> the glue. We couldn't we couldn't we couldn't bring it together here. So, um, we've got Matt. You've done some hunting, Matt. You spent some money on a big time purchase with. Uh, someone that we had on here not too yeah. long ago, Jeff, you took two trips, two hunting trips already. One of them out of state, one to the North woods. You harvested a game that you've never shot before. Then you ate it and it was the most amazing thing you've ever done. I mean, where do we want to start here? What do we want to go with here? I don't care. Pick one. Okay. Let's go with, um, let's do, uh, let's do the hunting recaps. All right. Okay. So, Jeff, back-to-back weekends, you get the go-ahead from, well, you you travel with your family on one of them, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, the first yeah. one, I uh, went to Minnesota. Um, we have some friends out there. Uh, it's a, a family. Uh, my wife and her are very close. One may say they're best friends. Um, they live out in very southwestern Minnesota. Um, we haven't seen them since uh, our son was born, so it was about time that we we headed out there. Um, they basically they live on a farm country, middle of nowhere. Um, husband is actually a farm hand. Family owns a farm. They have lots of land, um, so it was it was great to get out there and just get kind of get away from everything. So um, we took the the family minivan out there to Southwest Minnesota, uh, threw the dog in and the kids off we went. So it was my, it was my first time buying a, any kind of hunting license in, in the state of Minnesota. So that was cool. Something to check off. I, uh, ended up purchasing a 72 hour non-resident small game. Um, it was actually a little cheaper than Iowa. I think we were talking about this last time, but I think it was only $75, which, I remember right is maybe I think Iowa might have been a hundred. I don't know if you guys remember, but a little bit cheaper. Um, so yeah, we got out there. I was out there for three days. It worked out really good because um I dropped the kids off and my wife at uh, our friend's house in the morning, and then me and the dog would go out and, and hunt until you know two or three o'clock in the afternoon, and then I would meet back up with them for the evening and dinner and all that. So it worked out really good. Um the first day that I went out there, it was, um, I wanted to hit up some public land. So I went west about an hour. I think I was only about 15 or 20 miles from the South Dakota border. Um, so I was, I was out there, um, started to see all the wall drug signs for, for South Dakota and all that. So I was definitely getting out there. Um, I found a spot on Onyx that looked really good. It was a, um, a walk-in access area. So WIA, I think they call it out there. Um, looked awesome from the map. Um, 
you know, it was one of those big properties that had a creek running through it with a buffer strip on both sides. Those are the ones that I usually like to look at the most. Um, so I took a shot in the dark. That was the first place I went. Um, and I had, I had a lot of success on the first day. So a in, lot. Yeah. You, we, you <laughs> keep going. We had a, we, yeah. you had too much success too quickly. We were complaining about it actually. I was complaining about it. You know, when there's, there's a two bird limit in Minnesota, Iowa's three, but Minnesota's two. So yeah, two bird limit really adds up quick when you get into some birds and it's just you and you're the only person there. Um, so I picked a really good spot. I knew it was going to be good. As soon as I got out of the truck, I saw birds flying and it wasn't because of me. They were flying from some other fields into the fields that I was going towards. Um, so I knew it was going to be good. Got into some birds right away. Was kicking up a bunch of hens. Uh, picked up a big buck actually to let me get like 10 yards from him. Scared the shit out of me. Um, but that was pretty cool to see him bedded down in the the river bottom. And he, I mean, he let me get right up on him before he ran the other direction, which was pretty cool. Um, but yeah, we got on some birds and I picked a fence line that I knew the, the little bit, the little stretch of grasslands that I was going to go through to get to the ditch that I saw that I wanted to check out was, wasn't going to be very productive, but I, I figured that once I got to the end of that that fence line and got into that ditch, it would be good. And sure enough, as soon as I got into the ditch, birds started popping. Um, I had a, a group of, I think five or six get up all at once. One of them ended up being a rooster, but I, in my, you know, searching back and forth when an explosion like that happens, um, all I was seeing was hen, hen, hen. And then at the very last second I saw a rooster, but had another one get up, shot that. Uh, had a little bit of a crazy retrieve and then I think it was like five minutes later, another rooster got up in the ditch. Bang. I was, I was done. It was because you texted us. It was, I remember because I told Kelly, it was like 1106 and it's like, got my first Minnesota public land rooster. And then it was 1111. It's like, well, I'm done for today. I think I said, it and, was now, like, and now I'm done. Yeah, immediately <laughs> after. Like, I hadn't even checked my phone. So, like, the string of texts had come through so fast that I didn't even read in between. So, you had limited out in the time that I didn't check my messages. Yeah, it was it was a good area. And I ended up kicking another another couple roosters in that same ditch when I was going to retrieve the second bird that I shot. Jeez. So to the point where I almost shot again, thinking it was the one, then just I wounded it and it flew back up. But thankfully I didn't because the other one was laying there stone dead in the ditch. So, um, yeah, it was, it was good. Um, yeah, that was Friday. So it was fun. Yeah. What were you complaining about? I was complaining that I limited out too quickly. <laughs> that was the quote you're going to use, right? I think I said that. <laughs> I wish my limit took longer. I wish my limit took longer. I think David, those were the words. Because <laughs> your because your dog wasn't even tired. No, she wasn't. I I literally circled. I walked some grasses that I knew weren't going to be like super productive with birds because I didn't want to just push a bunch of birds around for the next guy that might be coming out there. So I think I spent another hour like just weaving in and out of some not so great cover just to get her energy out. And when we got home, she was she was still fired up, ready to go. She it didn't even really scratch the surface, honestly. 
<laughs> I mean, an hour that... an hour long hunt for a Vishla is nothing. Must be the new dog food though, too. It could be. Yeah, I do like the new dog food. That Anukshuk is is good, but I had to cut back. She's thinned out since I cut back, Tyler. I went down to the cup and a half a day. I was at two cups a day, and she's, I mean, that paired with the hunting that we did, she's yeah. actually thinned out pretty fast, actually, too, so it's it's nice. She's back where I want her to be. That's good. That's good. I I put, I Mac got really worn down from a bunch of hunts pretty close together and was, like, really thin. Because, like, all he needs for sustenance on there is, like, a cup and a half tops. And I got him up to pretty close to three cups a day. And we're cutting it back down to, like, one and a half now. Because he's he's thickened up in about a week. It's crazy. crazy. I mean, it doesn't feel like you're giving him enough food when you dump it into the bowl. But, man, that stuff is calorie-dense, and they don't need it. Mm -mm. And they they have such high quality energy on it, too. I, I I felt like when I because it was a couple of years ago when I when I flipped him over to it he was five he's gonna be seven tomorrow actually the old man's gonna be seven tomorrow and uh, I felt like there was an energy spike yeah yeah like I think so too with energy. Josie like yeah. I I know when we went to Iowa we we ran you know we walked and ran the dogs a lot harder than and the conditions were a lot worse than yep. I did in Minnesota but I hunted three days. And in a row. she yeah. wasn't anywhere near as sore as she was when we were in Iowa. Like I didn't notice, I didn't notice anything. So maybe, maybe part of that was the food. Maybe. So we'll see. Yeah, we will. We'll so yeah. Sorry. Have you been tracking, uh, using your collar to see how much further Josie goes than you walk? Have you done that <laughs> comparison yet? Is it okay, multiple so I, times? Have you have you figured that out yet? I always okay. So Garmin has a Garmin Explorer app. When you when you have a GPS collar, you can hook it up to your Garmin Explorer app. Yeah, and then you can you have to hit you have to hit start hunt in order for it to like kind of track. I think it'll still track your it'll still track your um, your pass, but it won't like do a hunt specific activity. And I keep every time I turn it on, I forget to turn it off. So then I'll be driving in the car Hundreds and it's like racking up miles. Like <laughs> it says Josie 0.5 miles an hour, 467 miles. Like that's not accurate. So yeah, the other one says 524 miles. So I'm yeah. I haven't been very good at uh turning it on and off when I'm supposed to. So no, the, the answer is no. You to do it as well. Yes. <laughs> It's happening in Iowa. We're going to get yeah, a yeah. live report. I want to know. Yes. 1,292 12, hours, apparently, we were hunting. So I don't oh, think that's accurate. That's, that's a lot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You'll have to remind me for sure. So, yeah, the answer to your question is no. Sorry. But I do like the GPS collar a lot. I'm, I'm very happy that I bought it. Um, and now I learned that there's a lock feature. I wasn't using the lock feature for all the buttons. And I just mm. figure out how to do that. So you can still use the tone or the stim. That button still works, but all of the like the little like toggle and then some of the side buttons uh, get deactivated when you when you uh, lock it. Which was like that was my biggest complaint initially because every time I would look down, it would be on like the menu or something because my jacket or my arm would hit the little the little yeah. toggle, and it was driving me crazy. But 
now I figured it out. So I'm very happy with it and I've used it a lot. It's my, my security blanket. I, I like it a lot. That's good. Especially because I'm not running a bell anymore. That's what I was going to ask next. I assume that went away with that. So. Yeah. Yeah, it, it definitely did. That's good. So, yeah. that, that's, um, that's good for wild birds not mm-hmm. having the bell on. So for sure. And we'll get what well, I think in Iowa, we're probably going to get in some nasty cover too. So it's going to come in handy there. Yeah, I'm sure we're going to be in a lot of cattail sloughs and stuff that late in the season. Mm-hmm. Tyler, you're going to have to get off the beaten path a little bit. What do you mean I'm going to get off the beaten path a little bit? <laughs> last time last time in Iowa, you kept walking on the trails. <laughs> you were making me go down into the ditches and the trenches. I wasn't making you. You were volunteering, and I was like, okay, sure. If you want me to yeah. stay on the nice, easy walking path, I'll let you play the dog <laughs> <laughs> with the other two dogs. Yeah, that's fair. I probably shouldn't have volunteered. Makes yeah. it easy for you to stay up on the trail when I just dive in there, doesn't it? If you're going to volunteer, I'm not going to, you know, volunteer tier. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's not like I'm voluntelling you or anything. That's right. true. That's true. All right. So, yeah. Okay. Back Saturday, Sunday. Yeah. Uh, Saturday, Sunday. Um, Saturday started off pretty good. I, instead of going west, I went north. Um, so I was in, I was kind of oh, trying to think of what counties I'm in. Anyway, I ended up going north instead of west, uh, about 45 minutes. There was a, a bunch of other public and walk-in access areas that I liked that looked good on the map. Not nearly as good a cover when I got up there, um, so I was a little disappointed. I did walk uh, a good chunk of property and ended up getting a rooster out of that it was a a juvenile rooster i almost didn't shoot but it was in like super super nice cover dog went on point held the bird held flushed at my feet i had a perfect shot at it and i i just couldn't pass it up it was too picture perfect and it ended up actually being a pretty big bird um but just the colors were a little bit a little bit off um so yeah i got a rooster then um, ended up going to another property, kicked up a couple more, and then I had my first miss. So prior to that, I was three for three, and I was feeling like super good, super confident. I think I had only shot, I only shot four times and got three birds. So I was feeling really good. And then uh, I kicked one up in a ditch. Actually, I kicked two up in a ditch. Then I went kind of where they landed. One got up behind me, scared me, and I had to kind of do a 180, and I ended up missing that bird. Um, so that was it for Saturday. Uh, so Saturday was a little bit slower and then Sunday, um, we were leaving, we were going to leave like midday. So the family friends that we were staying with, they have thousands and thousands of acres. Um, unfortunately most of it's egg, um, but they did have a couple little spots, um, that had some creeks running through them with some decent grasses. So I decided to to do some private land hunting and just do some quick stuff right by their house on Sunday. And I ended up getting into some birds and I, I got a nice big rooster out of that. Um, I think I kicked up six or seven hens um, in like a half hour, 45 minute walk. Uh, and then I mi- ended up missing one other one on a little public ground right, right next to their property. So all in all, it was a good trip. Um, I ended up with four birds out of the six and I missed two so probably very easily could have had six for six 
and had my three day limit, but that's hunting, right? Mm-hmm. So I was happy with it. I think overall, I, I saw about 25 or 30 birds. I think I told you guys somewhere in that ballpark, um, saw, had shots at six roosters and got four. So all in all, it was pretty good. That's, that's a good trip. Yeah. Yeah. I learned a lot. The, it's not, there's not as much CRP and, and good habitat as Iowa. Um, when we drive through Iowa, it just seems like every farm field has, you know, huge chunks of CRP in the middle of their fields or on the edges, or they all have those big buffer strips going through the, the creek bottoms and stuff. Minnesota didn't seem to have as much of that. You know, the, the further west I got, the better it got, um, closer to the, the Minnesota border or the South Dakota border. Um, but even, you know, even an hour east of South Dakota, hour and a half east, you know, it, you kind of get into some areas there where it's just a lot of, a lot of farm fields. So, yeah, but overall it was good. I learned a lot. Um, sounds like we're going to try to make it an annual thing. So hopefully that'll continue to, to get better and get my spots and keep, uh, keep shooting them. I mean, you shot four birds. You, you didn't, you, you got back and had family time too, right? Got together with friends. It's a good trip. It was a good trip. Yep. And the minivan held its own thing was just caked in dust and dirt. Cause I was ripping down gravel roads at 60 miles an hour in the minivan, but it was, I told you things, a spaceship, man. <laughs> but the, there was one, one property that I wanted to go to so bad. It was on like the side of a hill. It was a, I think it was a pheasants forever property just out in the middle of nothing. I could see it from the, the gravel road, but you had to take like a, like a farm road to get to it maybe about a half mile down. And I, I turned the corner and I was like, there's no way this van is getting through there. <laughs> so I was, that was the only spot that I was a little disappointed that I didn't have my truck. But other than that, minivan, minivan was good. That's great. I could even put some like cartoons or a movie in the back for Josie, you know, on the way home. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> <laughs> you could just put all the you could fold all the seats down right and the snow yep. and go and let let her run some laps around the back of yeah. it too the back even has heated seats i could have put those on oh. for her could have had a little movie going beethoven Jeff, Jeff, <laughs> we are we are you are we're leaving the truck home and we're taking the van heated seats for the dogs are you kidding me There's heated seats in the back oh, <laughs> oh man let's go oh yeah but it was good it was good great man and then you went to northern, northern wisconsin yeah yeah so the following weekend um we had got back on sunday and then that friday morning i was off again uh with my brother-in-law this time we uh hooked up the boat my duck boat and we headed north um, into the north woods we we're way up there um probably 45 minutes or so from the up um real real far northern wisconsin and we were uh, searching for some grouse and some ducks so and you and you found them both too i don't mean to spoil the story here but uh we did i would have liked to shoot more birds than we did um but for our first grouse trip um i learned a lot we got one so when we first got out there um, we went to some public that was pretty close to uh, my wife's family's cabin. Um, there was some hunter walking trails that I had found 
Um, and I've been, I use the, the filter on Onyx that has the young aspen trees. There's a filter on there um, that you can toggle on and off so you can see areas that have um, aspens that, you know, maybe have been logged off in the last, what, two to five years or something like that. So they're, they're fairly young trees, um, and that's where a lot of the grouse like to hang out. Um, so it's nice. You can, you can see the hunter walking trails, the public land and the national and state forests. And then you can toggle that filter on and off to see, you know, where the majority of those aspen trees are. Um, so that's kind of how I did a lot of my, my e-scouting. Um, so we, we picked a, picked an area that was just a shot in the dark, um, started walking down some logging roads and we ended up getting into a few grouse. Um, I learned a lot. I, I always via social media when i've seen you know videos of people grouse hunting it seemed like a lot of it was you know dog goes on point hunter goes in bird sits super tight flushes at their feet you know i knew the shooting was going to be really difficult because they like to get into the trees and put cover between you and them but i guess i didn't anticipate that they would run and be as skittish as they are and what i've learned is that can kind of be like a territorial thing i've heard that you know the further west that you are the grouse hold seem to hold a little bit better from from the some of the reports i've been reading but man in the northern minnesota or sorry northern wisconsin especially on some of them public grounds them grouse are very skittish and you know we were having birds where the dog was in the middle of the trail you know and we're quiet bird flushes like 50 yards up into the trees you know we, we even had a bunch where we'd hear it get up no clue didn't even see it so that was pretty surprising for me, um, but we did see, I think, three or four grouse on our first walk. Uh, my brother-in-law ended up getting a shot at one. Um, unfortunately, we didn't connect, but it was fun. Yeah. Uh, What's, um like, what, how quiet are you as you're walking through the woods? Are you, like, actively looking where you step to to try to stay that quiet? No, or... so we were mostly on trails like logging roads or like dedicated hunter walking trails. They, they call them a, when you're up there in, in the national and the state forests, they have signage on a lot of the trails and it'll say hunter walking trails right on it. Um, so they're trails that are, I guess, mowed or you could call them groomed, um, somewhat, but mostly just mowed in the summers, probably a few times, just specifically for hunters to walk in. So, you can stay very quiet. Like you're not, I mean, you okay. could get off the beaten path, but the majority of it, you're just walking on, you know, a packed down dirt mm. trail. Okay. Um, so yeah, I initially had the bell on Josie. Um, I, I decided I wanted to use a bell right out the gate just because I had listened to that wolf podcast episode, Matt, that you were talking mm -hmm. about. <laughs> and I, uh, just with the wolves and the bears, you know, I'm, we're not really used to that stuff. People might laugh, but we're not used to that in our neck of the woods. So it's a little different and a little uneasy when you're, you know, in their territory, you know, and you don't want to be naive and think that you're not because you are like when you're up there, you're in wolf territory, like no matter where you're at, there's, that's their territory. So I had the bell on her initially. Um, but then we started, she was, she works really close, um, for a pointer. She does not run very big. She likes to know where I am. Um, so I ended up taking the bell off because we were pushing birds up, you know, ahead of us, but it didn't really seem to make a difference. Honestly, I took the bell off or on, it seemed like they were still 
they were still wanting to get up and they could they could sense us coming you know a lot of them i think sometimes they'll stand on the edge of the trail and then they'll kind of pop into the cover and then you take a few more steps and then they flush out in front of you mm. um so yeah very skittish birds very difficult um yeah so then what was it we ended up I feel like I'm just talking a ton here, guys. Do you have any questions? Any more questions? Before I should keep going. No, no, I'm. Oh. I haven't heard the. I haven't heard the recap here. This is all yeah. brand new. All I got was the picture. Okay, so then on Friday, Friday night, we ended up uh, going for a quick duck hunt. It was it was kind of nice. We we dumped my boat in the water and drove it right up to the cabin. Uh, all the docks are out, but with my flat bottom boat, I just jumped it right up onto the shore. And we, uh, we were able to get home around like four o'clock and we just hopped in the boat and motored over like 200 yards across the lake from where our dock is and set up for a quick duck hunt. Uh, we ended up getting two mallards, big mallards, big green heads. Um, so that was really cool. Uh, so it was, you were 200 yards from the cabin. Yeah. So their, their cabin is like at the very far edge of a lake. And yeah, we were probably, yeah, probably 200 yards. It's very far edge of the lake. So the other side of the lake has no houses on it. Um, it's actually all reservation. Um, so you have to stay in the water, obviously. Um, but the other side's reservation. So yeah, we just motored 200 yards just straight away from the dock and we're able to sit up, you know, or set up facing, you know, away from all the, the cabins, but there's really nobody around at that time. Um, but we saw a lot of ducks. Did on you Friday? know that there would be some ducks on that lake? Like, or did you just hope that there was going to be something up there? We knew there was ducks that like to hang out there in the summer. Mm -hmm. um, they like to wake people up that stay at our family cabin. They like to poop all over the docks. Um, so we know they're there a lot. We didn't know that they would still be there or not. Um, yeah since we had mostly only seen them in the summer. This is the latest they've ever kept the family cabin open. We actually closed it up. Um, so the docks were out, everything was out. Um, but we had a pretty good idea there'd be some around. Um, kind of the weird thing with hunting on that lake and the way it is, it's more of like, it seems like it's more of a loafing area for the ducks. Um, there's not, a, I don't think there's a lot of food. It's just kind of an area that they like to just hang out. Um, so a lot of the ducks that we saw throughout the weekend um they knew where they wanted to go they knew their safe spots most of them you know we'd see a, a big flock of mallards and they would land right along the like where the cabins are right along where all the docks are um that's where they feel most comfortable and that's where they you know ultimately a lot of them wanted to be um so i guess that's the one disadvantage of of where we were at but hey we had some success so i'm, I'm not going to complain and the uh, the trip was the trip was nice. It literally is a two minute boat ride, and then you're back in the cabin drinking a beer afterwards. Well, I, so I'm you're telling me that you're like, oh, this is the latest that we've ever had the cabin open. I'm like, well, have you considered heading up to the cabin for the northern opener? That's what I was and then, ask. Yeah, hitting the southern opener, Jeff. I mean, this is logical yes. here. Yes. Yeah. We talked about that. It, it's probably something we'll end up trying to do. Unfortunately, the Northern opener coincides with, uh, one of my uncle's, um, birthdays. So our Lauren's mm -hmm. uncle's birthdays. 
So they like to spend their time up at the cabin during that weekend. So it kind of depends on when his birthday falls. Um, so they kind of have dibs on it when it falls on that weekend or close to that weekend. Um, but we'll, we'll make it happen one of these years for sure. But the grouse will be a lot di- more difficult that time of year, though, because all the leaves are going to be on the trees. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, like, you ain't kidding. So, yeah, that was Friday. And then uh, Saturday we got up and did it all over again. So we we hunted Saturday morning, duck hunted. That was amazing because we slept till 630 in the morning. And we were set up by seven. <laughs> so it was coffee made, Kringle in hand, motored over, decoys were already in the boat. We literally just pushed off two-minute trip across the lake and chucked the decoys in the water, and we were ready to rock. So it was pretty nice. Um, unfortunately, didn't get any ducks. Had a couple chances that we got too greedy on and kind of were waiting for them to swing again and land and never did. Um, but then we, we ended up grouse hunting again. Most, most of that day was dedicated to grouse. Uh, we headed West towards a little town called park falls, um, which some of you might know is the grouse capital of the world. That's their claim to fame. Um, so we headed over by park falls on, uh, luckily I was able to get on some private land. That was a, a friend of a friend. Um, it was a 300 acre piece. Un- unbelievable two lakes private trails like perfect trails signage everywhere for the trails like unbelievable unbelievable property um so i was very fortunate to be able to do that um i think we probably flushed a dozen or so grouse off that property um we got shots at three and we got one so from what i've heard that's kind of a typical day in the grouse woods c12 shoot at three and get one. Um, but yeah, we were pretty stoked to get our, our first grouse and we, we both shot at the same time. So it was kind of the the perfect little opportunity for us. And, and we were high fiving and fist bumping and it was, it was pretty cool. So, so yeah, that was the first grouse. I got the fan over here, uh, kind of spread out. I'm going to make a little, little, grouse mount grouse fan mount i don't know if that's a thing but i thought it looked cool it's just like a little mini turkey fan so i did it exactly the same way that i would cut off a turkey fan and pegged it on a piece of cardboard with some thumbtacks and dumped a bunch of borax on it and make a little mount out of it that's cool yeah it looks awesome yeah so hopefully we're hoping to put it up in the cabin if lauren's uncles will let us um they're very nostalgic so they like things to be kept the way they are but hopefully we can uh we can put that up there for both of us to to enjoy to remember that that year by so that's cool man. that's awesome yeah that's a good couple of weeks yeah and we ended up finishing the day with a gadwall on sunday morning we shot a gadwall um went back out again this time we had to wake up at like 5 30 because of daylight savings so i oh, couldn't right. sleep in i had to get up at 5 30 so i could get out there by six and have be set up so yeah really was i was i was tired on on sunday <laughs> oh that's hilarious that we good. thought of, we thought about going to some public property and trailering the boat and we're both just like no no this is way too easy i don't care if i just <laughs> shoot a couple ducks like this is this is awesome you can't beat this 
<laughs> I mean, it makes your it makes it makes your day more enjoyable too, right? For sure. Like the five thirty versus you know three thirty, two thirty, depending on how far, how you know how long your trip in is. Just yeah. Oh, it made a, it was a crazy, we get up at 6.30 one day and 5.30 the next day. Like I wasn't tired in the least bit. Like it just felt like a normal day. It was, it was amazing. I don't, I don't sleep till till 6.30 ever. So I can't even imagine going, sleeping till 6.30 and then getting up and put a little back on. The funny thing is too, is we both, I think we both fell asleep at like 9.30. We're like, we can't even stay up. Like we're going to bed. So I think I slept from 9.30 to 6.30 and got up and duck hunted that morning before shooting light. (laughs) Oh, uh, it, it was pretty awesome. Yeah, successful trip. First grouse. That was my goal. I think that was one of our first podcast episodes. I think yeah. my goal for the year was to shoot a grouse or shoot a species of bird that I hadn't done before. And damn it, I did it. Let's go. Yeah, let's go. And then you ate it. I ate it. Grouse is so good. I see why people do. I see why they do that as much of as frustrating as it can be. And as difficult as it can be, man, them birds taste so good. So I was very happy about that. Okay. Like yeah. we need to do like a, a cooking specific episode at some point in the future. Um, so I want to ask more about grouse and just, yeah, I want to ask more about that, but we need, we need to hear from, uh, we need to hear from Matt though too here. Yeah, I'm done talking. You guys make me talk all this. I I am talking. You 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 need to take it to catch your breath here, Jeff. Because <laughs> Matt, you've had a you've had a busy couple of weeks here too. Yeah, yeah, a lot uh, of hunting around here. Um, well, b- before that, even I mean the 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 week that weekend that Jeff was up in Minnesota, you brought something home, didn't you? Oh yeah. Well, you guys have seen the picture, but yeah, that mount is fantastic. Um, it was the tail feathers on that, on that thing. Yeah, I mean, I'll actually have to watch out when I sit up from the chair from now on because it's it does hang out that far, which is why it's not on that wall. Because if you came down our basement and wanted to go into the pantry, like you'll you would hook the the tail feathers for sure. So I didn't want to trash that. So it it got a different wall space that the than originally intended. So it looks really good. I got to get a picture from that trip up next to it as well, but that'll come. That's uh, yeah, that was, that was quite the weekend. Um, because we, that was the same yeah. weekend Jeff was complaining about, um, man, I shot my limit too quick. And then Matt was complaining about, man, it sucks. My, my pheasant mount is so big. I couldn't hang it where I actually wanted to originally. The, oh, the tail feathers are too long. The tail feathers are too it big. So good that I can't hang it. Yeah. Oh man, yeah. <laughs> we were just killing Tyler over here. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I know, right? That's right. That was all that same weekend. That was, yeah. Uh, we're like was. A, we're like elitist hunters. Yeah, you guys are. Just yeah. <laughs> um, all right, you've been you've been doing some hunting though, huh? Locally. Yeah. yeah, yeah, scratching out one, two, three, four at a time. So it's been pretty good. It's definitely slowed down now. Like even this morning was quite a bit slower than Sunday as far as like birds I saw. So going into the next 10 day forecast where it warms up to the sixties, I don't have a lot of faith in uh, how that's going to affect hunting. We'll see, but 
What kind of what kind of ducks are you? Uh, what kind of ducks you been seeing, Matt? You seeing not? I mean, are they a lot of big greenheads? Are you still seeing a, quite a bit of a mixed bag, or or what are you yeah, seeing? It's a mixed. It's a mixed bag. But like this morning, you know, ten minutes before shooting, like there's a flock of like fifty mallards, like big migrators, and then like all the other flocks you see are probably divers. Like they're kind of zipping too fast to see what they are, but there's a lot of white on them and stuff. So I got a sneaky suspicion there's a lot of divers around. Um, there's still a lot of green wing teal. Um, and then the ones and twos are probably mallards or gadwalls, but there's not a lot of those ones or twos sitting around anymore, at least from this morning. Sunday, there was there was a decent amount on Sunday. They wanted to work really early, but after that, it, it kind of dried up. So, I don't know, we need some weather in the, the, the Dakotas again or, or northern Minnesota, something to change, because it doesn't look good for the next couple of days. Um, so, I'm going to switch over to pheasants actually starting tomorrow morning and then uh, see where that takes us. Nice. Good. Yeah. I, I got, I have a question though. Can you, can you really scratch out four birds when you, when your, your limit is six is, is four <laughs> scratching out? I mean, four, you're pretty close to a limit. Yeah. Getting there. Yeah. <laughs> getting there. Yeah. We're not, just killing time. Yeah. I know. I know. I'm like scratching out four, one, two, three, four. 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 Yeah. Yeah. It could have yeah. could have been better. Could have been, been better. I got four. Could have been There's better. There's been a couple of those recently, and you know, I'd kill Tyler if I talked about it like that again. No, you can keep. Please do. To fill, fill me in here. Fill me in here. Like on Sunday, it was. I, I ended up with only one. It was one of those that, like, the first bird I hit. It was, and everybody knows what I'm talking about. Is for those that was nose diving down. It's got a crash land. I know I'm gonna have to shoot it on the water again, and then magically it gets its second wind and it picks up and it flies away. Don't know how I hit it so hard. There was feathers flying in the wind over across the decoys. Like that should have been a very dead bird. That one should have been the second one. You know, like there's no other explanation for it. So there's been a couple of those recently where I actually should have had more. Not just saying my shooting was bad. <laughs> okay. All I think right. I read. I think I read a quote, a quote when I was uh, trying to make my make myself feel better about grouse hunting for our our lack of birds. And it was, you never ask a grouse hunter how many birds they got, but how many birds they saw. Sure. Yeah. It's not about how many you got. It's about how yeah. many you saw. That that tells you whether or not it was a good day or not. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't it like yeah, like bird contacts or something like that? Yeah, I think they call them contacts. Yeah. Yeah. That's what it is. Like I had I had 20 contacts today. Nobody ever says how many they got. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. Matt, how many bird contacts did you have on Sunday? Like four. I four, four solid contacts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's what we should start doing with ducks. I think we need to we need to start this. We need to start calling them contacts. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we won't tell anybody how many we shoot or yeah, how many few contacts. we shoot. Yeah. <laughs> I had a lot of contacts this morning. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Nice. So with this weather, Matt, do you do you foresee getting yourself frozen out of a lot of spots or do you think it'll stay thawed for the majority of the whole season? Right now it's looking like it'll be open for quite a while. I mean, it's going to be 63 degrees Wednesday, Thursday, Friday next week. That's not that's not freezing up anytime soon. And I mean, there's um, less there's less than a month left. Was it three and a half weeks left to the season? Yeah, basic, basically, yeah. December yeah. 5th or whatever it is. 
So we'll see. I mean, anything can change, right? Like you could come back that week of Thanksgiving and it you know goes from sixty to twenty. But right. We'll see. Hope not. I'd like to keep taking the boat out and, and going until the end of the season. But now is it normally obviously the, the Mississippi, the main channels will be open at that time, but is it always just like the little backwaters and little sloughs and stuff that you hunt? That's what usually will freeze up. Yeah, I mean last year I packed it in so early because the the boat launches are what freezes. So oh, the boat launches them, do too. A okay. lot of them aren't. A lot of the launches aren't on a main channel, so you got to take like a little channel under a railroad bridge or something. And I mean, it's a lot shallower. It's a lot narrower. I mean, it just freezes up because there's not a lot of wind getting to it. There's no current. Like you can just imagine, it freezes a lot faster than other water. So you know, unless other people are breaking ice to get out there, or you're doing it, um, that's why I didn't get out a lot. But in, uh, yeah. in November last year, I just packed it up. We were actually breaking some ice on Saturday morning when we took the boat out. Yeah, so it was just a, like some skim ice, you know, on the way out in these little pockets and stuff. And I had to kind of run the boat back and forth a couple of times in the hole mm-hmm. that we were at just to kind of break it up. But yeah, Sunday there was nothing, but Saturday there was some there was some ice on the lake. Yeah, it's cool. Your picture looked cool though, Jeff. So mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, for sure. All right. So Matt, you've been scratching out onesies, twosies, threesies, and foursies. Yeah. Um and you all you and you made a big time purchase. I did. Yep. Yeah, so tell after, us about that. After having Art on the podcast, he had convinced me to at least look into the the EXP pros. Um and uh after looking around and them starting Black Friday sale last week, I decided to pull the trigger on those and actually convince myself to wear hearing protection while I'm hunting. So right now are, I do not. Are those the highest end ones that they have or the highest they end the, hunting ones? Yeah. The highest end hunting ones. Okay. Cause they had, I think I saw they had one that was like one step down from those, right. Oh. That were still electronic. Yep. Those are the like universal fit we'll call them. So there's the custom fit universal fit. And then the silicone, I think molded ones that are, um, like those are the pressure ones? Yeah, the pressure ones. Yep. Okay. Which I have those similar ones for work, like custom pressure ones. Gotcha. Um, okay. So I know how those work. So uh, what was the what was the key differentiator that made you go with, you know, the pressure ones versus, you know, going to the full electronic? Um, because the pressure ones I have from work, um, obviously different brand and whatever. There's like five, at least my work ones, there's five like innards that you can put in and it adjusts so like they always start you at like let's say five is the most um like it's the best for your hearing protection so you know you step down and it it doesn't take out as much sound so i went to the middle one because i couldn't hear people in the factory as well um it was really hard to hear like obviously it's great for you know factory noises and driving vehicles and whatever but i just don't like how you can't hear other things so like if you're out there, the times I've worn them, like on a snow goose hunt or whatever, I usually only put it in my left ear because that's your exposed, you know, away from my, my gun shoulder. Um, and I can't hear, you can't hear uh, wing beats. You can't, you can barely hear people talking next to you. So that from that side is why I don't love that in the blind. It's a great, like, I mean, I've used them down in Tennessee and then Arkansas for snow goose hunting a couple of times. But like your day to day, I'm going out by myself and I want to hear wing beats or I want to hear whatever, like quacking and stuff. You'd have to change that inner to be like really low. Um, and I, you can't do that by yourself anyway. So um, that's why I decided to go further because I also have a set of 
um, like universal electronic ones I have here. Um, and I've used them at the range and stuff. I just don't like how they don't fit that well. Um, they've got like a white noise type thing going on and it bothers me. Like you can't, it enhances and then it, you know, it cuts the, I'm trying to think how many DVs off the top of like a gunshot and it's super nice from that side. But like, again, just sitting there and hearing that white noise, depending on how it adjusts and the battery life is terrible. Like these are known for, if you read about them online, it's like one time use basically batteries. Like you'd have to change them basically daily. If you want on a trip, that's not exactly convenient. So that like knowing how those both work kind of drove me to, to that side. Art did a pretty good job selling, obviously. So the all clear ones, they're not supposed to have any of that white noise. Mm -mm. Nice. Yeah, I, I I actually was messaging Art about them. He said, obviously, like he said on the podcast, it takes a lot to get used to, but you don't have a lot of that because, you know, he talks about still being able to hear your dog on the, you know, pheasant field and all that other stuff. I feel like mine, the ones I have today, it's, it's not as convenient. So I'm hoping to get them sooner than later. I'll probably have them. I sent the impressions in this week, um, you know, and obviously with Black Friday, they get quite a bit busier, but maybe by our pheasant trip, I'll have them. I'd like to go to the gun range and like play with them and, you know, kind of understand how they completely work and should sound. But um, yeah. It's good. I, I'm really curious, like to see how they work for you and what you think of them. It's something that I want to get mm -hmm. um, at some point. Like it's, I, I'm dead set on buying it. Just a matter of the right time. Cause it's not an, ex it's not a cheap purchase nope. at all. You know, um, did you end up using HSA dollars to pay for it? Too? I'm working on it. Yeah. Yep. I got to submit after. Yep. Okay. Okay. So how did the audiologist appointment go? Kind of, how did you, how did you I find who you needed to in. go to? Like, did yep. they, you just call them and they're like, oh yeah, we know how to, we, we could do that. No problem. Yep. So where I live, I mean, you could have went to like, you know, the hospital has like its wings of ENTs and whatever. And then there's an actual like city like ENT that, you know, that's what they specialize in. So I called them up and uh, said, do you guys do impressions? Like, so I can send them out to get, you know, custom hearing protection. Yep. And I said, oh, I'm, I'm reading off the list that all Claire gives you. It was like, it's a two part silicone and you gotta use a bite blocker. They're like, yep, no problem. I said, how much is it? Cause he said it kind of ranges. And they're like $50. I'm like, done. Like, cause that was on the low end of what, you know, Art had kind of hinted at. So, um, I went in and, but you know, obviously new place or whatever you got to check in. But once you got in, I think it, the whole appointment was probably five minutes and three to four of that was having the bite blocker in your mouth and waiting for the silicone to, to, um, to harden up the set. Hmm. And then was, it was, it, was it uncomfortable it doing it or? So it's super weird if you've never done it before, but because I've done them for work, I at least knew what to expect. Like it's a weird feeling when like basically they fill your both of your ears at one time. Um, I mean, you can hear, but it's it's just a super awkward, awkward feeling. Gotcha. Oh, yeah. Yep. Awesome. So it's, it's super easy. They give you a little box, put it in a little bumble, bubble envelope and mail it up to Minneapolis so, area. So you walk out with the impression that day? Yep. Oh, okay. Mail it the same day. Awesome. That's cool. The, yeah. uh, the, the, like getting impressions, it, it, it seems really foreign to probably most people. It's not for me. Cause I see my girl, my daughters get them all the time. Right. Um, 
but like when when he was talking about that i knew exactly what he was talking about so yeah and i knew it from my work once but if you yeah. don't know it is kind of a different different process yeah like yeah, a big yeah. syringe be... full of stuff that they just pour into your ear basically oh yes <laughs> just inject it yeah and it slowly hardens over the course of a couple of minutes and they yep. pull it out and yeah that's there you it. go sent mail it in yep so, yeah that's cool. i'm really excited to hear how you like him because i'm kind of in the same wavelength with tyler i i think i'll i think i'll pull the trigger on him at some point here it's just a matter of of when and uh you can be you'll be the guinea pig for us Matt. I will. so, so I, thank I think, you for that yeah and i think like actually making the investment and it will drive me to actually use it because you know having my work ones and bringing it on a trip like i always do it in arkansas just because the you know the e-callers are super annoying after a while like the 12 guns going off for 10 shots each is quite a bit um you know when, when you get those opportunities but it's just not being able to hear while you're doing that is super annoying and that's what i think i'd even today like me calling and when he talked about you know it's tuned for calling and cutting out some of that noise um that is kind of what sold me it'll it'll drive me to do to, to use it yeah that's awesome yeah i'm looking i just did the math too because i'm thinking about hsa right being able to do that i'm like okay how many paychecks do i get paid per year <laughs> roughly how much is it going to cost how much do i have to like add how much do i have to shave off of each paycheck to pay for that out of the hsa that's not bad no it's not i'll be able to make that work yeah so it's automatic too then right that's <laughs> right. free i don't i don't see the money in my account so all right um that's awesome that's cool yeah. i'm yeah so i'm now anxiously waiting to get the email that they you know receive them should be tomorrow i think i was checking the tracking earlier today so then i'll get on it sweet yeah sweet sweet man you guys are making moves here meanwhile i'm not doing anything besides killing deer i guess but You're just a buck slayer over here right <laughs> the buck slayer oh, i'm not killing anything yeah just a 10 all right not a big deal yeah it could it could have it could have had more points tyler you know it's, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, it was a nice buck but it could have had more points <laughs> that would have been like was... a, what me and matt would say the hunt, the hunt, it was too quick it could have had more points could have been yeah. a better day yeah Oh, you saw the video. It happened in a matter of like just a couple of minutes. So he, he could have ran, you know, fifteen yards instead of thirty yards and died. Like it, <laughs> right? He went a little more than twenty. You know, the saying is didn't go twenty, but he went like twenty-five yards. So it wasn't a great shot. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm like, I'm excited. I'm excited to 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 shoot more birds to get after it because I've been out public land chasing pheasants on public land, and for some reason I have not caught up to them. Um, but I've also been going on Sundays too, which is probably the worst day to go, but yeah, I'm anxious to do that. Um, I might maybe tomorrow if I can swing it, uh, don't tell my, don't tell my work that I want to cut out a little bit early, but, um, I, I'm, I'm anxious to get back on birds. I know that's yeah. the theme, it's the theme of our podcast. I have two dogs. I have one that I need to real, I've got a month left to whip her into shape here before Iowa too. So yeah yeah nice. got some exciting stuff coming up we do i'm i'm i've i've been thinking a lot more about iowa i'm getting really excited yeah that's crazy it's only a month away i didn't i know i didn't yeah. really click we gotta oh. decide what time we're gonna get there too yep. yeah yeah we do yep. talk about that 
soon you talk about that. Probably not here, not right now. No, no. If you don't like conversation, we gotta talk about. No, like hey, you know I'm very anal. What are we? What are we eating? Right, food wise, you know, gotta I gotta plan all this stuff out here. Um, Tyler's gonna get the Excel sheet going with all the pricing, and you know it. You know it. I probably I'm over not. here like, yeah, you guys owe me this. I don't really care when you owe me it. <laughs> yeah, I've got a note already. It's like, oh, it's Jeff for Airbnb. Like it's, <laughs> it's, I have it written down, but no. it's like not urgent. No. No. If you were like, pay me tomorrow, I would, you know, send it to you right now. Yeah, I totally would. But we'll just, yeah, we'll just say by the, by the time we're heading home from Iowa, you guys yeah, should probably yeah. pay me. <laughs> yeah, 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 for sure. <laughs> uh, for sure. No, I mean, I probably will not smoke a pork shoulder for us to put in the slow cooker because that's like a 12-hour process. Um, you know, you're going to have any... some stick. You're going to have some sticks for us. Oh, I hope so. I mean, snack sticks I, would a... be good or some some uh, summer sausage. So that's to be determined, to be determined. So I dropped the deer off yesterday. I don't so know exactly when. Yeah, I guess it's not super early. I know. There's probably and quite just, a few deer in there right now. Oh yeah, they were getting really busy. Um, yeah. it's gonna be it's gonna be close. And I just took my last batch of snack sticks and summer sausage out of the freezer. And they usually have some pre-made stuff there at Marty's. You could probably dude, just grab a couple dude, packs out of the fridge. I could. I could. <laughs> um, I could bring like some backstrap. We could grill it or something like that. There we go. Now we're talking. Now we are now we are talking. We should we should try to shoot birds and then cook them that same day. That'd be cool. Yeah. Or the next or the next that's, day. That's my style. Yeah, that's Jeff. Yeah. That's up Jeff Sally for sure. I that's usually I usually don't like to freeze the birds. I just eat them right away. I like it. We should do that. Yeah. I do, do have that. some birds in the freezer now though. I couldn't quite keep up, you know. I mean, the only reason we didn't shoot too many birds, you know. Yeah. Too many birds. <laughs> <laughs> that was the problem last year, I'm pretty sure with that plan. We would run real hungry. Yeah. Because <laughs> yes. yeah. we weren't eating we weren't eating a couple of the birds that you shot, Matt. And definitely not That's the first right. day. <laughs> no, <it> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, all right. Let's um Let's wrap this baby up here unless you guys get anything else. Any other updates? Anything else you bought? Anything else? Any other hunts? Any other scratching out a limit of birds? Anybody's doing that? Um, oh, man. Uh, Got a pheasant hunt no. this weekend. Hopefully hopefully a nap time pheasant hunt is in order. And then uh, next weekend's a rifle opener. Let's go. Get after it. Yep. Okay. All right. I've got a couple of questions for you guys. Let's wrap I do it up too. Sky Blast. I have two. I have two. Okay. Okay. I don't have any. Oh, oh, oh man. Oh man. Okay. Uh this this is in line here since keep up with the birds. He's got a freeze. Now, what's your bird count at for the year? Uh 16. 16. I'm keeping a tally of my uh accuracy this year. So I'm I nerded out and I have a little uh, auto populating Excel sheet that I I keep track of how many shots I took and how many birds I harvested so I can see what my average shot per bird is. And I think I'm around like two and a half right now. So, and that was probably just because of one bad day where I shot like 15 times and only got three birds. The, the average would be very good if it wasn't for that one day, but I think I'm at 16 birds. 
So did I, it's not, did not I terrible. Just, that's, oh no, that's a, that's a good amount so far here. And did I just hear you say though that you you nerded out and created an auto calculating spreadsheet to calculate that figure for you, but you were just giving me flack for having a spreadsheet to calculate and split costs? Yes. Okay. All right. Just wanted this to make for, that. This is for much more important things. Okay. Yeah. Just wanted to get make that point known right there. <laughs> nice. Just slide that in there. This side <laughs> slid in there. Mad. What do you? You got to be at like what a hundred birds by now? Yeah, scratching right. out four at a time. He's here. scratched out. Scratch out a hundred. <laughs> no. So far. No. No. Uh, I think we broke twenty so far. Okay. That's good. Low twenties. Mostly hunting, basically by myself. Had my dad out two Sundays ago. But mostly by myself. Yeah. It's good. It's good. It's more than I've got. So more than last year. So that also checked off my goal list. So Jeff and me just, you know, twenty twenty three goals. Yeah. Checking exactly. them off. What yeah. did what what did I don't even did, it, did anybody write down my goals? I don't remember what I said. I'm gonna go back and listen to that episode. You had a number of retrieves you wanted. I do if I remember it. right. Yeah. I don't remember what the number was. Or you said you were going to write a number down, and that's what you wanted to do. But you probably clearly you didn't do that. Mm, I'll go look at my notes. I might have, <laughs> also I might probably have. didn't say harvest massive ten point deer necessarily either. So you know, there's probably <laughs> trade offs that you've made. You know, for those goals. Fair. fair. I only I only deer hunted four times though. Your your meat to shot ratio is much higher than me and Max. Yeah, yeah definitely. Like much higher. You have your one filling. shot at a yeah. two hundred pounds with one shot. It's true, true. I've had a pretty solid shooting season so far, actually. You have. You've been on it this year. Yeah, yeah. I should I should have a spreadsheet going here. You oh, should calculating spreadsheet. You should. So, all right. Uh, let's get back to sky blasting here. Uh, Okay, any new habits you've seen your dogs developing this hunting season? No is a good thing. Um, Josie's been circling birds a lot more now, pheasants. She's been, I think she's she's starting to get a little wise beyond her years. I mean, she's five now, and she's in her fourth season, so... She's starting to figure out how to get ahead of birds that are running out in front of her. And I've, I've noticed it and I, I kind of saw like little tidbits of it. And then I captured it on a GoPro that my buddy was on a hunt we did. And it was pretty evident that that's exactly what she did. And then I saw it again a few times when I was in Minnesota. So she'll actually, she'll go on point. And then if the bird kind of takes off in front of her, she'll like dart off to the side and like just book it out in front and then circle around and come back to me. And usually that bird will flush back really close to where she initially had it pointed. Um, and she'll kind of pinch it in between me and her. So it's just something that I didn't teach. I mean, I've heard of dogs doing that before. I've read about it. Um, I think it's just one of those things that the veteran dogs just, they just kind of start, doing that with birds that are that run that's just just what they do yeah it's it's really cool to watch you know and she's not she's not like a you know i woe her and she doesn't move until i tell her to like that just our hunting style that really wouldn't work very well for us because 
lot of them birds would just be absolutely gone by the time I would walk up there. Um, so she's, I just kind of let her do her thing and it works out good for us. That's good. That's good. That's good. Yeah. Matt, anything to do with, that's not, that's good though. That's a good thing. Yeah. That's good. Matt, anything with Maggie? Has she jumped on the front of the boat again? No, she hasn't had to, she hasn't had to do that. Um, I'd say like her bad habit and she's always been like this is like increased whining in the blind, like almost constantly. Um, but I've known that it's definitely a trained and totally hundred percent trainer's fault. Also, it's gotten worse over time. I feel like when I used to just do walkout hunts with her, it'd be like a 30, 45 minute hunt. Probably wouldn't kill anything. Not that exciting. And like we go out and, you know, we usually kill at least one bird and she knows that that's an option. You know, it's, I can't do anything. I can literally can't do anything about it. I just live with it. And the next dog won't do that. I can promise you that won't happen. That said, it hasn't screwed up any hunts. Someday I had two mallards that I called down, you know, you're flicking on and off the robo, um, calling, you know, they circled probably four times. and got lower and lower and lower. Not one time did that matter. You know, if they want in, they want in. So it, it doesn't seem to really affect my hunting. But as she gets older, it seems to be like positive things too. I think I, got, I told you guys like when the water was up a foot and a half or um, not quite two feet, like the current was way stronger. Um, and she knows what bird to pick up first. You know, there, we had two wood ducks on in the water first and like one was a cripple and then she went after that one first and I could I could grab the, the bird from her and send her back and she knew that it was going to be farther down um and also like it's kind of a minor thing but like swimming through through decoys you know there's three dozen plus decoys out splatters going on you know uh, robos out there you know when you're training when you put like two to three decoys out like it's not the same thing and being able to cast or handle or whatever up through a decoy spread like that she couldn't do that last year and we've successfully done that a number of times this year. So it's been kind of cool to watch her do that. Nice. Yeah. That's awesome. I guess yeah. the, the more the moral of the story is it's is it's nice to hunt with an experienced veteran dog. Yeah. Right. Dogs that yep. have been been through a couple of seasons that have been through the ropes that you've worked with and have learned. Yeah. And... I mean, she knows like today when I shot behind me, she watches me just as much as she watches out the dog door. So she knows that like the tree's not out front on the water. It's actually behind us in, like, you know, the marsh behind us. She knows that, like, when I unclip her, like, she around the back of the motor into the back. Like, it's just she's picked up on that after two boat seasons. So it's pretty cool That's to cool. watch. It's awesome. Yeah, it's great. All right, I got uh, two more here. Uh, first one is, okay, you guys are checking things off of the goal list. So what do you want to accomplish to now the end of the season? Anything new? Oh. Oh, I know. Nothing, I'm going some heavy hitters here, aren't I? Nothing new for me. I just want to shoot more pheasants. That's all. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's all. I'd love nice. to shoot a hun, but I don't know if we'll get into any coveys of huns out in Iowa, but you never know, man. Okay. I would love to do that. Be cool. Yeah, shoot a couple more ducks. I mean, tomorrow will be our first day walking for pheasants. See what comes to that. But yeah, I, I don't have anything really, any higher expectations. Okay. Uh, last one, since it is a Thursday night here, what did you have for dinner tonight? What was on the family dinner table? Chicken nuggets, chicken nuggets and baked potato. I think that was it. 
I made like a chicken nugget sandwich. Nice with That's potatoes. You say that because we had chicken nugget salads. So nice, yeah. So yep. I put I put some chicken nuggets in between two pieces of toast with a little uh, mayo on there and some lettuce. Chicken nugget sandwich. It was good. Very good. Okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Chicken nuggets are the theme. Maybe we should have that down in Iowa. <laughs> chicken nugget sandwiches and chicken nugget salad. Yes, <laughs> sir. Let's go. <laughs> All right. That's it. That's all I got. I got two. All right. Favorite. Okay. Now that Halloween is over past us, people are starting to put up their Christmas decorations, which I am not, not okay with, but it's another story. I already did my light stuff outside. Oh, come on. You're, you're, you're you never one know. You never know when it's going to snow, man. He's I'm one of them. One of them. 55 degrees on Sunday. Uh, me and about eight other neighbors in my neighborhood did it. Oh, I don't have them on. Okay, as long as you don't have them on. As long as you don't have them on. Okay, no, no. good. They're just All right. Video. But now that Halloween is over, what is your favorite Christmas movie that you're looking forward to watching? Christmas Vacation. National Lampoon. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's a good one. Yep. Yep. Tyler's cool. probably got some some sort. What What is that channel you want? The Hallmark Channel. You're a Hallmark Channel movie guy. Maybe hey, I shouldn't have told what? people that. That's all right. That's all right. I'll own it. You know what? My my wife and I we partake in Christmas cookies and Hallmark movies. It's it's about the season, right? It gets you in the okay. season. All right. Who who doesn't love a predictable happy ending with <laughs> loads of sugar? I mean, doesn't that sound great? Right? right. You want to feel you want to feel in the spirit of things. Um, is not that I'm gonna go away from the comedy route and go with it's a wonderful life. Okay. Classic. Nice. Yep. Good choice. Classic. Yeah. All right. Best Thanksgiving side dish. Mm. Side dish, not the turkey, not the ham. I'm a bread guy, so it's hard for me not to say. Oh, the biscuits, like like, rolls. Yep. Yes. Yes. That was was mine. A warm roll with some Our butter on there. Over them. Yeah. Oh yeah. Mm, but okay. What what are you getting like homemade? Are you doing like the Rhodes bacon serve? What are your what are you doing? What's your we usually go to Great Harvest and get rolls from Great Harvest, the bread company down the road. Okay. okay. Matt, yeah. what about you? I'm pretty sure they're just like the pop top like roll in the Oh know, the the one oh yeah, those are good too. Yeah. 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 I'm gonna I'm gonna switch it up though. I'm gonna go with this is a combo answer, but it's corn and mashed potatoes Ooh. together because you mix them together. Okay, that is like the ultimate Thanksgiving side with, dish with gravy too. Uh, no gravy. I lot loads of butter and the potatoes, and then you mix it mm. in and salt. And it's just like salty, sweet with the corn, creamy with the potatoes. It is just. Look, looks about the same going in as it does going out, probably. Pretty right? much, yeah. Yep, yep. <laughs> Pretty much, yep. Oh, Slides wow. in the same way, you know. Slides right out. Of the yeah, morning, yep, yeah, yep, yep. yep. <laughs> Once that coffee hits. Woo, yep. Hey, <laughs> right. Awesome, first that's all coffee. I got. Yeah, first drink coffee, then go hunting. Yeah. <laughs> all right um yeah i don't have anything else i think we'll we'll end it with the yeah with that <laughs> with a great talk. way to end things yeah mm-hmm. with poop talk here um thank you for tuning in if you've made it this far we'll be back next week 
uh we might 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 have a super awesome guest so a bit of a cliffhanger here um but uh, tune in for that and uh, if you have time leave us a review we really appreciate it and if you want to hit up a hit us up when i start our, and start a conversation we're on all the social media platforms so facebook tiktok instagram you can find us there uh, look us up. Let us know. We'd love to hear from you. We'd love to hear how your season is going. We'd love to hear if you are tracking your number of shots per bird average like Jeff is or anything else that uh, that we talked about today. And otherwise, we will uh, see you guys next week.